What's that? Yeah. Oh, they can stay if they want. Yeah, they can. There's no junior spirit, so I'll let the teachers decide if they want to come back in or whatever they want to do. I'll let them. Uh, I'll let the Holy Spirit lead them. <clears throat> All right. Basically, what happened this week was just people went out, and we went out in the community and just introduced ourselves and said, "Hey, we're from different churches, and we we just want to bless people." Now. You know, when I, heard, when I first heard this and, and they said, well, you're going to go up to people and ask if there's anything that you could pray about for them, I'm going, if some stranger comes up to me, I'm, I'm not going to open up and say, well, you know, yeah, you know, you need to pray for my marriage or whatever's, you know. I don't even know you. However, you know, you pray when you go out and you pray that when you walk up to somebody, they will just be able to sense that you are sincere, that you really do care about, you just really genuinely would like if there's something in your life to pray for them about. And so, you know, some people said no, and, and uh, it was fine. They didn't push it. Some gave something maybe kind of, yeah, you can pray for my grandma or you can pray for this. But very, it was very interesting to me that no matter what the prayer, after someone, at least in, in my situation, whenever I prayed for someone, when, when we were done praying, something changed. Something changed in, in, that, in, in just the, the feeling of what was going on. And several times, I had one lady that said, I'm good. And, uh, and, and, and we prayed for her. I said, wait, we could pray for your grandkids out here praying if you'd like. She said, sure, you can pray for that. I prayed for that. I said, amen. And she said, you know, this has been the darkest time of my life. She said, my brother died, uh, 42 years old, died two months ago of, of Lyme's disease. And, you know, what, what opened that up? Well, that, just that simple prayer opened it up enough for her to feel like she could trust us. And so our, our, our goal this week was just to go out and care about people. And after praying, you know, we have this little wristband and give people that as a reminder, and if, if they're interested in hearing what it stands for, we'll just walk through this little Bible, which is the simple gospel, which is the message that God wants a relationship with us, that we have, all have sin, that we have, as a result, we have, we're all facing death in our lives, and, and God is coming to offer us a gift of life, and he does it through Christ, while we were sinners. And he does it just by his grace, not by having to work for it. It's a gift, it says. And so for all who want to receive that, who want to believe in Christ and, and begin trusting him as, as Lord of their life, uh, there were 36 people that said, you know what, uh, I want to do that. And so that's basically what happened this week. So I'm going to invite some people to come up and just share a little bit about their experience. I'll give you, uh, like I said, I'm going to try and do it. In about. We'll give you about a minute and a half or so. They only gave you a minute when you were here before. So we'll give you about a minute and a half or so. And uh, just because I know there's quite a few people that would like to share. So, you can come right up here, whoever would like to. All right. And uh, you can just come up and sit here by Miranda. And uh... All right. You were first, and you were second, and Aaron was third. So, here you go. I told you two minutes? Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the or so part, too. Or so, okay. Um, I'll try to be quick, but it was what an awesome experience this was. I only had one morning to do it, 
But what happened in that morning was just unbelievable. I, um, I was feeling real tired during the week, and I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't want to go. I'm too tired to go. And I said, I need some signs. So Casey texts me, say, hey, are you going out tomorrow? I'm like, oh. Then Miranda text, or called me later that night and said, hey, I'm praying for you. We stopped over to pray for you. And I'm like, okay, there's my sign. I'm going. So I get there, and uh, I'm like, oh, boy, I don't know anybody right now. I think I'm just going to leave. Then I saw Ivan, and he's like, Dave, I've never seen you look so scared in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy, I'm, I'm strong with my faith, but I had to get outside my comfort zone. I, Pastor Kim talked about that a few weeks ago in church. And so we got to pick our teams. I'm great. I'm going to sit with Casey and Ivan. I feel comfortable with these guys. And all of a sudden, well, you can't have all guys. you got to go over there. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So we end up, we were supposed to go to, uh, I think it was St. Matthew's or Matthew's Covenant, whatever it's called, and we ended up going to the filling station on 6th Street. And, well, I think the Holy Spirit filled that place big time because unlike Pastor Kim when he was getting, threatening to get beat up and all that other kind of stuff, this is pretty easy stuff. Um, we, had, we, we talked to the manager, his name was Lee, and he said, uh, and I don't have much time to talk, but hey, I'll sit down and talk with you for a little bit. And he ended up talking to us for 10, 15 minutes. He just went on and on and on, and we prayed for him, and he was just so happy, and he kept on sending his workers over by us. So the next person was Mitch, and he said, well, I don't have much to pray for but finances, so we prayed for him, and he was in tears. He said, you guys are doing such a great thing here. And, well, Lee saw the band on the wrist. The first guy says, oh, I catered for you guys at... at uh, Mount Olive. So I got his info and I, I texted him yesterday. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry about that. And then Paige, the next person, um, she was not a believer. I don't believe in the spiritual stuff. I don't believe in this stuff. And she ended up accepting Christ. Wow. Um, which was awesome. She had a smile from ear to ear and we talked to another guy named Pat and he was so happy to get the Bible and read it. And I, and I saw a young man next to me with his kids. I'm like, we got to pray for these guys. And hey, Brandon came here with us today and I'm so blessed. I had uh, breakfast, breakfast with him this morning and his daughter accepted Christ too. So it was, wow, God was working big time. Thanks, Dave. Wow. <laughs> okay. Come on up, Cynthia. <laughs> he really did tell me two minutes the other night, so right, but yeah, I'll I go short. Um, I was able to go out three or four days, and I didn't have anything like that happen, but um, I was trying to think when you asked me to talk, like, what can I talk about? Well, something personally for me, and then I'll share another story, but um, my daughter, I watched my daughter love God with all her heart and love people unconditionally all week and just serve. This little girl got up at 4.30 in the morning on Friday morning mm -hmm. to go help us serve breakfast. She was the only kid there, and she was out every day. And she, Mom, are we staying for the service? Mom, are we staying for the service? And I'm looking at her like, who are you, and what did you do with my kid? That touched my heart. But um, one day we were out. I do not know the name of the park we're at. It's the one with the statue of the kayaker, whatever that little park is right there. And um, we pulled in, I, I was driving, and my group was kind of doing something else, and I saw three people sitting on the bench, so I just walked over and just started talking with them. And you're supposed to say, can I pray for you? But I didn't, I don't know why I wasn't comfortable doing that. I just started talking to them. And turns out, long story short, um, the older lady, she's probably in her 60s, her name was Rose. She lived here, but she hasn't lived here for a long time. 
And then there was a little boy who goes to school and where I, by where I teach, so I chit-chatted with him, but the young man, the 25-year-old that was there, his name was Lincoln. So eventually the door was open and I started asking her about her faith, Rose, I was talking to Rose, and, and Lincoln's piping in every now and again asking questions, and it was interesting. So I had been through the Bill Fay thing, and um, that's kind of where I'm comfortable. So I turned to him, and as I turned to him, he turned to me, and at the same time, we both said to each other, so who is Jesus Christ to you? And I said, well, you answer first, Lincoln. And long story short, he shared with me that he was a Muslim. And the first thing that happened was I just froze inside. I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't know how to witness to a Muslim. I have no clue how to witness to a Muslim. I can't do this. I'm too afraid. Um, But I had remembered Pastor Kim's sermon, and I remembered what I'd been reading in 2 Corinthians, and I was an ambassador for Christ. So very quickly, I never referred to the bracelet ever, but the cool thing was they had told you just to be quiet and listen. So I, just, I was just quiet and let him talk, and he asked me questions, and not, ev- not in... He asked me questions, and every time he asked me a question, it referred to something on my wristband. So I walked him through the gospel message because of the questions he asked me. And, he, and it, they went in order. Like, he would ask me a question, I'd say, well, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then he'd ask me some more questions, and then the next one on my wristband, it's like, well, yes, but the gift of God is eternal life. And it was just so neat. So I had shared the whole gospel message with this Muslim man, and Rose, who was sitting there, is like, I remember those verses! And then she started quoting them with me because she had given her life to Christ when she was 15. So it was nothing astounding. Lincoln didn't make a commitment for Christ, but... He was so open, so considerate, and we had the best dialogue. So it was really cool. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. And don't say nothing astounding. Yeah. You know, anytime we can relate to people on a spiritual level, we're relating on a level that, you know, people often don't relate on. But, you know, we're all spiritual. We were created with a spirit. And so... That's a powerful encounter anytime we can do that. Aaron. So as your director of operations, I've been involved with the Revive, the planning, all up to this, and, and very supportive of it. And I'm going to the evening services the week, too. And, of course, I've got a good excuse why I don't have to be there Monday through Friday out because I've got a job. It's an important job, and I've got to be there working on it, you know. So people would say, well, are you going to share on Saturday? I was like, oh, <laughs> you're doing Saturday too. So I said, yeah, yeah, probably, I'll do that. Well, anyway, so Sue and I decided to go out um, and share on Saturday. And it's really interesting because my mindset shifted from being afraid, because it was, it was, it's kind of, it's beyond your comfort zone, mm-hmm. to why don't we just let the spirit work? Why don't we not hunt people down why don't we just let the spirit work? Why don't we go where we feel like we're led to go and not talk to everyone and talk to the people the spirit's leading us to talk to? So we did that. We were not in a rush all day. We went to a mountain. We walked a trail. We sat on a rock. We took time to pause. But in about the five or six hours that we were doing this, maybe five hours that we were doing this, we interacted with probably about 35 people. Mm-hmm. Eight groups from one to eight people each. And no one accepted Christ right there in the spot for us. But we had several conversations that were 20, 25, 30 minutes long. Uh, and we feel like we planted seeds. Yep. And every group we encountered 
was a positive experience. So it wasn't, we weren't high-fiving over salvations, but it was just very powerful, and we just went with the leading and the mm -hmm. prompting, mm -hmm. and it, it turned from fearful to very, very satisfying. Yeah. So we could see actually doing this periodically, once a month, let's go grab the backpack and just go. So um, very, very Wonderful. cool experience. Great, so. thanks Aaron. <laughs> I just want to say one thing for Casey shares. I remember a gentleman who uh, talked to me, and there was a group of people that came from, this is the Evangelism Corps. Remember that old group? They came and knocked on his door, talked to him, and uh, he basically said, I'm not interested, and they left. He said, you know, for the next three months, I, they just asked him one question, spiritual question. He said, I could not get that out of my mind. And he said, he said, it, it changed my life, and I, I came to the Lord, and he said, I wish I could find that group of people and tell them, because I said, I am sure, they went back and said, that was a rejection, but he said it wasn't. So you never know, when you strike up a conversation with somebody, and it, you start them thinking about their own spiritual life and their relationship with God, and, and you don't know where that's going to go, or how God will uh, use that, so... Amen. My, I watched my daughter this week, Kara. She would always have suggestions on what we were supposed to do, like go to Shopco or Target or whatever. And every time we went, we had an encounter with people. And it was incredible. But one particular one, one morning we had, our team name was Donuts Rule. So every day you have a team and you have a team name. And I was like, if we're going to be Donuts Rule, we need to get over to Dunkin' Donuts before we go to the church to pray for them. We'll bring donuts to them. It'll be good. And so we go into Dunkin' Donuts, we get, uh, we get a bunch of donuts, and I'm walking out, and uh, Lori Slaughter from Living Well goes, we need napkins before we go, because I don't want, like, donut stuff all over my grandma's van. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. So we had kids with us. And so, and the great thing about Revive is you take your kids with you, and it's just awesome. They, they go out with you, and they walk behind you, and they see what Jesus is doing, so it's really cool. But anyway, so I get the napkins, and I, I see this lady, and she's actually the manager, and so I just said, hey, um... I'm Casey. I'm with a bunch of different churches this week, and we're just praying for people in the community. And she goes, can you tell it's written all over my face? And I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And so I just, uh, she goes, can you come outside with me? And I'm like, this is weird. Like at first, and she actually takes me outside. She says that her brother committed suicide like four months ago. Wow. And uh, so our team name, Donuts Rule, was by the Holy Spirit. And for us to go to Duncan was by the Holy Spirit. This woman we walked with for about 45 minutes walked through the gospel with her she received christ again into her life she wants to be poured into so she signed up for discipleship and she just goes i have not met believers like you guys and i was like thank you lord mm. this is a duet this is a duet. Okay. Does that mean we get like yeah, three that. minutes? Do we get double time? Okay. We'll give you an extra minute for the two of you. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll give you three minutes. Yeah. Okay, so first off, what you need to understand is Rachel, for three or four, I don't even remember if it was three or four days, during this whole time um, was in deep pain because she was passing kidney stones. So please keep that in mind as we tell this story. Okay, you want to start? What happened on Tuesday night as you were headed to work? So um, I work at Red Eye Brewing Company, um, and that's on Washington Street. So I have to park down, way down, like up on, by, towards the hill. Um, and so I was walking back, uh, no, I was walking to work, 
and there's this house on, on the corner of 7th and Washington, and there's this lady outside, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta talk to that lady at some point. I could just, you know, hear God saying, you gotta talk to her. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I gotta get to work. I'm almost late. Like, I can't, can't talk to this lady right now. So I texted my mom real quick, like, hey, we need to go to 7th Street. Um, so yeah, the next day, we got a group together. It was me and my mom, um, Devin, which I'm, I'm in the band with Devin, um, and Casey. And we went out to 7th Street and kind of walked around that area. And then I'll let you. Okay, we also had Kara with us and Matai. And so um, Kara and I went to Patina. And because I wanted a drink, I needed to wake up, and Kara needed to use the bathroom. This is important because of how God uses these little things to time things out so perfect. The guys went a block over and started with Rachel and started heading this way. And we ended up, by the time we got out and we came out, we ended up right in front of this lady's house. Her name is Mary. And she came out right at that moment, didn't she? Yeah, they were kind of outside. And because we had Carol with us, she goes, so, well, the guys, I gave the guys the drinks. They turned that way because Rachel goes, we need to go this way. And we turned around, and she spoke to us. She goes, um, she goes do you want to trade kids? <laughs> no mistake that we had Carol with us. And her granddaughter was being unkind to her. And her granddaughter's nine, and Kara's nine. And so we went up there and just started a conversation. We prayed for her. She was super open to that. She had some health concerns to pray for the relationship with her granddaughter. And I believe Kara prayed, you prayed, I prayed. And we gave her the wristband, and she was so excited. And then I said, do you know what that's on there? Those are scriptures. She said, oh, there's someone who sends me some um, verses every day, like on Facebook. And I appreciate that. And I said, do you have a Bible? And she said, no. And as quick as she could say that, Rachel had the Bible out and said, would you like one? <laughs> and she was so excited to, to get that Bible. And, and then uh, we asked her, like, do you, have you like, professed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Savior? And she's like, no, I haven't. I'm like, okay, do you want to pray? We start like, closing our eyes, and she's like, I don't want to pray. <laughs> out loud. She's like, I don't know what to say. So we're like, oh, well, hey, on the back of the Bible, there's actually something that you can say. So she recited that, and oh my goodness, you, said it. you should have seen her face afterwards. She was so, like, she was just beaming. She was so happy. It was so cute. She was a lovely woman. So yes, she received Christ, and the cool thing is she wants to be discipled, and even cooler is um, Nancy Mitchell is going to be discipling her, so we get to keep in contact with her as well. So. A minute and a half, right? You can do it. You can do it. So I gave this testimony before. I'm not going to cry this time. <laughs> so... I cried before because I've just never seen God move like this. And can I give the spoiler alert? What's that? Can I give the spoiler alert? Sure. Okay. So Revive is coming back. So um, if you have, didn't participate this week, you can participate in two weeks. Um, they're coming back on the 27th, right, yep. to 
Christian Assembly. For a week. For, a, for another, another week. week. Yep. Um, so um, I went out on a group, um, I think it was Wednesday afternoon, and um, at the end of our day, we, we were going to go to one more, um, try to find one more person, and um, we were kind of up in the air about where we wanted to go. Um, one person wanted to go, we kind of went in the same area, and they were like, let's go this way, and we were like, no, let's go this way. And so finally I said, well, were you led to go this way? Because <laughs> I kind of just wanted to go this way. She's like, no, I was. So I said, okay, we're going to go that way. And um, I think it's called Barclay Park. And um, so we went there, and um, there was one person there. <laughs> and um, we split up into the pairs. And it was me and Taylor and a person. Um, there was, her name was Deborah and her daughter Catherine, and um, one of the Revive members, um, Aaron. So I, I just took Taylor to the side. Already? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll talk really fast. Um, anyways, the one person shut us down, and um, she said, I'll be better if you just leave me alone. Um, so yesterday, um, no, I'm sorry, the day before, um, in the afternoon, um, our team, we went out and... Um, we didn't go where we, we didn't get to go where we had planned to, but we talked to two people right away, and when we got in the car, um, we were trying to decide where we wanted to go after that, and this lady's walking in front of the car, and it was the same lady that had shut us down, and I was like, that's where we're going, we're supposed to talk to her, and so um, we were trying to figure out how we can circle around so we're not like just jumping out at her. And um, so we approach her. <laughs> she shut us down again. So I was like, why are you doing this, Lord? And um, so we got back in the car, and we're trying to figure out where to go. And um, the man in our car um, is watching people walk by, and he decides to get out and pr approach a man that's walking with a cane. And um, I said, I think you should go by yourself. Okay, finish it. Yeah, you can okay. finish. I'll give you 30 more seconds. <laughs> okay. So he gets out and he talks to him, and um, he's at his apartment, and the lady comes down and talks to him, and it's the lady um, that had kept shutting us down. It was his wife. <laughs> and so um, I'll finish really fast. Okay. And the guy had degree, agreed to be discipled. He already knew the Lord, and um, he's going to work on his wife. And um, the man that talked to him that was in our group, um, gave him his phone number, and he's going to try to take him to church. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Leslie. <clears throat> I went out on Tuesday, the first time out, with a, a lady from Texas. Her name was Fran, and she was 74, and she was dynamic. She's a missionary, and she travels over the, all over the country just doing this. And we just appreciate these people giving up their time and spending their money to be with us. So we went out and we went to an antique shop and we talked to a, the proprietor and she had wanted prayer for her daughter was going through a, a terrible divorce. And we're kind of going, well, where do we want to go? And someone said, well, we, we saw water. We saw a young girl. So we thought the young girl was this lady's daughter. So we said, well, let's go near water. So we went down to Fern Island where the boat landing is. And as we got out of the car, we, in the uh, pavilion, there was a black man sitting there. And Fran goes, 
oh, Pete, I think that's the guy. What do you think? Yeah, let's go. Okay, you take the lead. All right. And we went off. So we walk up, and this uh, black man, probably in his mid to late 40s, is sitting on this picnic table. And Fran Clarice goes right up, and I'm like going, okay, God. I prayed, Lord, just let me love him. That's all I had to do, because that removes a lot of things for me. It's not my pressure on me to do anything. So as we began to engage him, you know, you walk up and deer in the headlights. He's like, and Fran is very engaged, and so she starts to talk him a little bit, and we say, well, we're here, and we have all these churches, and we'd like to pray for you. And he goes, well, I'm good, you know, and he had his iPhone or whatever going at it. And so it was like, eh. But Fran just asked another question. He started to tell us about all the things that were the matter with him. He was having migraine headaches. He was going to have to have surgery. Rods put into his legs and all this stuff. He just kept going and going. And at that point, we asked if we could pray for him. So we prayed for him. And it opened the door. And he began to be receptive. And we were able to give him the wristband, and at that point, he was open, and, we, and Fran was walking through the verses, and we, we prayed to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Wow. But he, he wouldn't give us his information. His name is Hakeem Parks, and his mom is a believer, but I gave him my phone number. So I'm hoping he'll call me, but if you would pray that he would call, I know where he hangs out, and I'll probably be going trolling for him. <laughs> but please pray, because God can do it. That's right. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Pete. Okay, so I have like a two-part story, so I might need that little orso you had. All right, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll so, know. All right. So the first day we went out on Monday... I was like super nervous. I'm sitting there like, all right, I've never done this before. Like, I'm like kind of still like, like a little kid. I feel like. I mean, I don't know very much. I can't quote a lot of Bible verses. But so I went out with Steve and Christy Bussey, and in the morning we just kind of went around. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. We didn't get to share the gospel with anybody, but we prayed for people. Like, okay, that's easy. I can do that. I can do this. So I went out with his brother Rob, and his wife Michelle in the afternoon, and we were walking and like. Rob calls it the ghetto, I guess. I didn't know we had a ghetto. Mm. And so uh, there's these two people sitting on their porch. And so there was Cece and Terry. So Cece, like, has this, like, big head on his shoulders, and he's, like, questioning everything. And, and like, so he wasn't really kind of getting it, I guess. But Terry, uh, she was, like, getting so excited, like, more excited than I was. I'm a pretty excited person, I guess. And, like, she was just, like, so pumped. And in the end, she ended up accepting Christ, and we got her information, but we went back and we couldn't find her because she wanted to come to dinner the next night. But uh, I'm kind of praying that we can still kind of hook her in. So my second part of the story is, so after that, I'm like all pumped and ready to go. Like, I'm ready to go this whole week. And then on Tuesday night, I was like staying up super late. And Wednesday morning, I'm sitting there like, oh, no, I can't do this. I can't get up so early. But I did, and I'm like, okay, I have to go because I promised myself I'm going to go. So I'm walking in. I'm a little late, and there's this guy named Wade. And like, you'll see him if you've seen him. He's got the beard. He's kind of like a gingery dude. And so, 
like he could just like sense I'm kind of like having a rough day. And if you remember, I had a boot on like every time I was here. So like walking around these neighborhoods is really kind of making me tired and I'm getting sore. And he sees me walking in like, just a second. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and he goes, can I pray for your foot? I'm just sitting there like, all right, whatever, I don't care, sure. And he does, and he puts his hand on my foot. And then he goes, see how that feels? So I took my boot off and I'm walking around. It's like, there's nothing there. Like it was so sore, like right before. And then he prayed and I'm like, just walking around. I'm like, all right, I can like run a mile right now. I don't know what's going on. And it was like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, that was awesome. Well, and then I was all excited to be there, so. Wow, well, yeah. cool. Yeah. Thanks, Miranda. <clears throat> okay, we'll let you be the last one. Here. Sounds good. Right. Um, like Aaron, I had a job. I work at Marshall Clinic, and I worked, and Friday was my provider's day off, so I was able to go out on Friday. The thing was that the vehicle that I was driving, the RAV, had a flat tire. I picked up two nails within four days of each other. I had one fixed, and then I picked up another one. And so I was sitting at Cheryl. So I went out in the afternoon, and I was with Kay Ann, her husband Mike, Sarah Leafblad, and it was me, and supposed to be Bjorn. Bjorn stayed home. So for some odd reason, I just felt, Kay Ann was like, oh, we're supposed to go by Highland. I'm like, no, I feel like we need to go to the Weston Police Department. She's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, we need to go to the Weston Police Department. They lost a brother in arms in March. I feel like we need to pray for them. So we go up, and we're walking, and this woman comes rushing out, and she's like, I'll be with you in a second. Take your time. So she comes out, and we're like, and I go up, and I'm not one to reach out to strangers. My husband says I do, but, and I said, is there anything we can pray for you? She's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, well, is, can we come back and play f pray for your police department? Let me go ask him. So a staff sergeant comes out, and he says, well, you know, I'm Catholic, I know the church thing, and we went in and said, you know, we're with 20 churches, we are praying for everybody, and I stepped up and said, I had a father who was a police department, who was a police officer, I lost him 14 years ago, just this look of, he was very aloof, and it's like, oh, you had a, you had a father who's, he became very relaxed at that second, and, and I said, it's okay if I lay my hand on you and pray for you, I just felt even everybody in there just felt just a calm come through us. We prayed for all the officers. We prayed for their safety. And then we asked if we could go next door to the fire department. And we knocked on the door, and the battalion chief comes out, and he's kind of looking at us like, what do you want? What can we do for you? And we, play, we prayed for a female, uh, female fire department and then two males, and we went over to Rib Mountain, and we prayed for them. I just felt very led to do the service workers because a lot of people don't recognize that they're in a lot more danger. They go out there, put they they put their lives on the line every single day. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks, Josh. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to uh, pray. I'd like to pray for just a lot of the people here that we've talked about. We're going <clears> to <throat> receive an offering, uh, do a little worship, and then I'll just have uh, a couple of closing comments. So, Father, I, uh, <clears throat> I thank you for people that were able to uh, set fear aside. And uh, Lord, we're just afraid. We're afraid that somebody not, may not like what we're doing, and we're afraid that 
that we're just going to be pestering people and, and uh, <coughs> we're going to be annoying with people. And Father, we, we just, uh, we are praying that, that you would put within us just a, just a deep, deep love for people. People in this church, people outside this church, wherever they are, that we would just genuinely, as we go about our days, that we would just, you know, we're so busy and we just rush by each other. And it's just so refreshing in this world to have someone stop and, and genuinely care about you and just taking five minutes to just pray about something going on in our lives. Lord, I, just, I can't help but think that that's how you designed us to live. And so as we do that, might you, might you just use that in our community to, uh, to touch the lives of people. So, Father, we thank you for... Uh, just every person that was shared about and, and many, many, many people that uh, in whose heart you are at work. And so uh, we pray that you bless this offering now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Partnering is different. Uh, boy, this guy is great. He got right into it. And 